It's a beautiful day, Linda Perkins. That's such a perfect song. It is a perfect song. I'm sorry that they faded it out, but the reason they <laughs> did that was because it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I'm always joined by a fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. And uh, it's a beautiful day. We hope you're having one. Well, I am, and I don't have an apron on. Well, it's getting to be a trend. I'm done with them. <laughs> <laughs> we wash our hands for reasons other than we're going to touch food. I'm moving on to straight jackets. <laughs> <laughs> hard to drive. Very hard to drive. I'm going to have to get a Tesla or something that you can just tell yeah. it where to go. That's right. <laughs> or a driver. Or a driver. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. yeah that, that would be Excellent. Maybe we can pool our resources and share a driver. <laughs> Yipes. People are going to send us golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a golfer. Have you ever been? No, no, oh, no. no. I, I mean, know. on TV, it's mind-numbingly dull. I can't imagine oh, what I it's know. like in person. <laughs> no. Good Lord. I know, but at least you'd be outside. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just as soon uh, go for a walk without the sticks and all that stuff. I wonder what you've been cooking. Not a whole lot, but I did. I, I had, well, I had, um, what do you call that there? Corned beef. Yeah. We oh, yeah, because we just had St. Patrick's Day. That's right. Did you have any? No. No? Okay. It's too much. For, I mean, I'm a, a two-person yeah. household, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, there was a, a barbecue, a meat wagon in town that had some burnt and um, oh, corned beef, but, but made out oh, of corned corn beef. beef. Yeah. And um, I was a little worried because I thought they might be dry or weird, but they were delicious. It was, they um, just burnt them a little bit so that it didn't, it was still, you know, all pull apart. Yeah. Real super tender. And then caramelized them a little bit. And it was really, really good. What a good idea. Yeah. What a good idea. Yeah. My, I have a, a friend who had a, a um, St. Patrick's Day party. She had people over and she just cleaned her oven so she didn't want to use it. <laughs> <laughs> so she, I think she made her corned beef on the. That's a great ploy. <laughs> I know, I know. Is it not? So she made her corned beef on the stovetop, but then on the grill, she made her potatoes. She made like those, you know how you smash little red potatoes, yeah. in kind of a French way, you know. So she made those in a pan on the grill, and then she made carrots. You know how you can um, just um, toss them in a little bit of oil. Uh, salt and pepper and then you put them on the grill so they don't fall through you know put them perpendicular to the grates and then yeah um, just roast them and they turn out kind of blistered that's real good and so um, it sounded like it turned out real good so she she did her cabbage and her her roast on the um on, on the, the stove, stove top yeah in a covered dutch oven yeah but um <clears throat> sometimes when i make corned beef i will saute the cabbage oh i, I love cabbage when it's um sauteed and then you get it pretty hot so it's a li got little bit of brown on yeah, it. Yeah, I like and, it that way too. And I love it in the wok when it just gets, you know, the bejesus burnt out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just on the corners, you know, I think that's really delicious. And I roast it too in cubes, you know, just cube up the whole head of it and and um, uh, just rub some oil on it, salt and pepper, and then put it in the oven until I have the, not done that. Uh, that's really good too. Red cabbage especially. But um, so anyway, it, uh, I think um, people I know kind of this year they went more towards not just boiling the whole dinner you know? yes and um i think that's good but i think it's good boiled too it's it is boiled dinner in yeah. general yeah. you know it's a um every once in a while it sounds good to me but not very often yeah yeah <laughs> once a year st patrick's day yeah, turkey on thanksgiving you know there's <laughs> things that we just have once a year yeah 
That's right. Deviled eggs at Easter. <laughs> <laughs> Leftovers. I think, yeah, though, if Dale had his way, that would be every day, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, and, um, I, and that's true for my husband, too, that he really likes deviled eggs yeah. and egg salad. Yeah. So one of his favorite breakfasts is uh, toasted bagels with cream cheese and salmon and then um, another half with uh, egg salad on top. Oh, well, that's interesting because so often great. when you get it in a restaurant, you know, the um, bagel with cream cheese and sam smoked salmon will have, you know, the um, grated up hard boiled egg on it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I bet that's good. Yeah. It, and it's really one of those easy peasy breakfasts to do mm -hmm. uh, out of all proportion to how much it's beloved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I love that. Yeah. As the person who's making breakfast, I'm real fond of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, I just picked up a um, piece of Pacific cod. Oh, yeah. Fresh. And I'm wondering what I'm thinking about doing cod cakes because I love cod cakes okay. or little, um, you know, croquette kind of things. Okay. But I wonder what you would do with uh, fresh cod. Do you have a w favorite way? Well, um, you know, whenever we have cod, uh, I don't like to fry fish like an oil in the house. I just don't like that smell at all. So we have a burner on our grill outside. So Dale will just get a little pot of oil going and he just really likes it like fish and chip style. Uh, so yeah. he'll cube it up and he'll put some beer batter on it and then cook it outside. Okay. And then, um, but that's how nine times out of 10 we have it if we have cod. And then um, I guess my favorite like sauce to put on it. Uh-huh. Oh, excuse me, is um, just lemon caper. I think that oh, that's right. delicious. I just yeah. really, really like it. And um, I really don't make it well. <laughs> I would love to learn how to make it well, but I just never have. It's always hit and miss. It always um, turns out sometimes broken, sometimes not. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I should really sit down and figure out how to do that excellently because we really like it. And, um, okay, that's I'll do that this week. <laughs> By golly. <laughs> it's, it's time. I always say I'm going to try something and get back to you next show. And then I sometimes I try it and forget to get back to you. And sometimes I just completely forget to even do it. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know. I still have a uh, hydrator full of, oh, do we call uh, produce drawers in our refrigerator hydrators anymore? <laughs> no, what are they? Oh, vegetable graveyards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Well, maybe hydrator isn't so bad after all. Anyway, I still have a drawer full of lemons because I've been going to make the lemon visiting cake or whatever it is, uh, Dory Greenspan's. It's a very, very, it sounds like a very, very lemony pound cake kind of cake. Okay. Um, and I've been meaning to make it forever. And I have threatened to make it right on this program and then have <laughs> failed to do it. So. Her recipes are pretty reliable. Yeah, they know? are. They yeah. are. They aren't always simple. Have you uh, <laughs> have you ever read her English muffin recipe? No. Holy cow! Really? I read it. I watched her video on it, 
And it made me swear to myself that I would never make an English muffin. I'll just yeah. go by English I, I've muffins. never found an easy English muffin recipe that, that was anything other than a biscuit, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're, they're, they're really hard. And they, they take are. equipment. You have to have the rings and everything. And, and I mean, I've made them, but I just don't think it's worth it. No, it's not because you can get perfectly wonderful yeah. English muffins. So It's like, remember that time you were going to make that... Um, Hash brown crusted quiche? Yes. Yeah, no. <laughs> Not worth it. No. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, I'm going to make cod cakes then. Okay. Just because um, I don't have an outdoor grill and I don't want to do any deep Fry it frying in the, inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's certainly uh, not super healthy. <laughs> well, it's delicious. Yeah. I love fish and chips. Yeah. I just don't want to clean up the mess in my kitchen. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make cod cakes and some homemade, uh, maybe some homemade tartar sauce or something. Nice. Yeah. My friend Patty made your roast recipe, the one with the mustard. And oh, the yeah, cognac. yeah. Yeah, and she loved it. Yeah. So um, I've had other people get back to me and say that they really like that one. And I should, I will, while we're talking, I will remind everybody whose recipe that is so that um, they can look it up if they want to. But it's a uh, Dijon, it, it's got... Brandy cognac, actually cognac, and Dijon mustard in it. So and and mushrooms. Yeah, you know. She said it was really really good. It she is really, really good. It. And I remember the lady's name whose recipe it was. It's kind oh. of funny, like Schmetterlein or something like that. It's got oh. like a whole bunch of consonants right at the front. Aren't I helpful? You are. <laughs> Let me see if I can look up Schmetterlein. No, no, that's not it. No, it's something like that. Oh, my God. Well, you can look for that, and um, I'll tell you about a recipe that I saw, and it just kind of it, it made uh, it just made me pause. So there's a, a cookbook store I like in New York City called uh, Kitchen Arts and Letters, and there's a guy. He's since passed away, but he owned it. His name was Knock Waxman, and he has a famous recipe for beef brisket. And oh. um, I was reading it, and, and it struck me because he said you have to um, saute the onions until they've developed a handsome brown color. Ooh. And I thought that was so funny for a man writing a recipe because we would say a lovely brown color. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I never thought about that, that recipes have gender. Well, and they're both really... Uh, Descriptive. Well, I, don't, I don't want to say lovely or handsome. They're yeah. both really excellent. <laughs> yeah, 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 excellent. Isn't isn't that funny? Did you find it? Yes, I did. the The name of the recipe is Dijon and Cognac Beef Stew, and uh, the recipe is by Regina Schrambling. You were so close. <laughs> it's S C H R A M. B-L-I-N-G. She hardly has any vowels. I mean, (laughs) hardly any. (laughs) She is very (laughs) economical with the vowels. Anyway, if you are a roast beef person and you would like something new to do with it besides, uh, I mean, it's it's a chuck roast, so it's more pot roast-like than uh, roast beef-like, but um, it is a... I haven't made a standard pot roast since I found this recipe. Okay, right so on. good. Well, this recipe for Knock Waxman's beef brisket was really interesting because you do all the stuff that you would normally do to a brisket. And I don't have a lot of luck with brisket. It's hard to cook brisket good. It you is know? very yeah, hard. Yeah. So, you know, you flour it and you brown it in a pan and you... Um, cook some onions until they're handsome. <laughs> cook some onions. And, and oh, that's <laughs> such a judgment call. But it's eight onions. That's a lot. And you slice them up just into rings. And then um, uh, and then you put the, a little bit of uh, tomato paste, you know, a tiny bit of water. 
garlic and one carrot, eight onions, but one carrot. And then, <laughs> and then you put it in the oven and you bake it for an hour and a half. And then you take it out and you slice it and you put it back in and you bake it for another two hours. Holy cow. Isn't that interesting? I've never heard of slicing meat mid, mid cook, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, well... I, I would be really interested to try that. Yeah. I think I actually have a brisket uh, languishing in the freezer because I haven't figured out what to do with it because my uh, limited little brain cells think of brisket as something delicious that I used to eat when we lived in Texas, and I haven't thought <laughs> yeah. of anything else to do with <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Well, um, the... the um cookbook store just put an email out with the recipe because they said you know everybody's always asking for it and this was the year that he died you know so so they put it out but um he's famous for it so people like it um but it's funny because in the end he says you know to serve up the brisket and the um you know there's onions that go on it because you chopped up eight big onions oh my god and it says to slice the carrot (laughs) don't you think that's funny that carrot's been in there three and a half hours Go ahead. And there's Slice so, the carrot. so much to go around, you know. I mean, if you've got a brisket, you've got enough for at least eight people. Why? What has <laughs> no, he got against carrots? I thought that was so cute. Do you remember that time that I accidentally left those carrots on my stove for, yes. for five hours? Yes. And yeah, and they were just fine. So, I mean, I probably am laughing for no reason. But if they were, I was just shocked. I thought they would have been carrot soup, but no. <laughs> They're sturdy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they really, I'm always surprised. I am surprised with everything from uh, mirepoix to uh, uh, any kind of stir fry that carrots that have just been sliced as opposed to grated mm-hmm. are put in with the tender vegetables that the you know they want you to do the garlic and onion first yeah <laughs> and uh, the garlic and as far as i'm concerned you should do the carrots yeah, and first then you add and the, the garlic last and then yeah you add the ironclad carrot <laughs> yeah it's crazy I know, I know. they're never done you know i'm i'm getting a little anti carrot really yeah not not like for eating i love to eat them raw i love to eat them cooked but in mirepoix when you're making something you're going to make gravy from it makes it too sweet for me. I'm putting in like maybe half a carrot. Usually you put in kind of equal amounts, onion, celery, yeah, carrots. Yeah. And I'm putting in way less carrot because I don't like that that sweetness. I know um, people do, but I'm just not liking it that much. Do you much. think carrots have gotten sweeter? Um, like for sure spring up farm, you know, because that's what makes them so delicious yeah. to eat. I think they're, they're definitely sweeter when they're smaller. Yes, and I... I I'm convinced, having grown carrots in the past, that there, you know, there are certain um, varieties of carrot that are have a higher sugar content than others. Uh, but it, it, I agree that carrots seem really sweet. I think you're right. I, I, maybe that's the problem. I read an article recently on the internet, so it had to be true, about <laughs> how they were breeding Brussels sprouts to oh. be less bitter, and they have. You know, over the last 40 years, successfully bred Brussels sprouts to be a lot less bitter. And that's why people, you know, our age who are like, I will never eat one ever, ever again, you know, because they had them as children. They're entirely different now. Yeah. And also, uh, as a child, (laughs) the way that uh, vegetables were treated are, uh, you know, they were very not appealing when they I, showed up on the table. I hate to use the word bejesus twice in one show, but they were boiled. The bejesus oh was boiled gosh. out of them. Although <laughs> yeah. I think I have said before in front of everybody that every once in a while I really crave gray green beans yeah. <laughs> with bacon and onions. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs>
my grandmother. So fabulous. I want to remind everybody that uh, Food Talk, to which you are listening right now, I hope, uh, <laughs> is is a co-production of KMUN and North Coast Food Web. And please, when you have a minute, do yourself a favor and go to both KMUN.org and NorthCoastFoodWeb.org and discover the wonders therein. <laughs> That was a fancy way to say it. Yeah, well, I'm say I'm such a big fan of those websites. I use them a lot. You been cooking anything at all? Uh yeah. Or you just been staring out the window, yelling at the lettuce to grow, grow. Oh, I grow. haven't planted a darn thing. Well, no, it's March, <laughs> and I don't. You know, I know too many great gardeners anymore. We have a burgeoning um, uh, agricultural. Yeah. Uh, economy around here which is the very best thing that could possibly happen and um i just let other people grow all my produce for me yeah isn't but, there isn't there an essay called the three thousand dollar tomato yeah I think. <laughs> so, oh there is yeah yeah some guy he was you know yeah. go, his foray into home farming and <laughs> yeah. he figured that the tomato he grew cost him three thousand dollars <laughs> it could easily and that's not counting your time maybe he was counting his time but oh and so. i'm so like condescending and snotty because for some reason all my friends are getting greenhouses and i'm like are you just gonna watch it blow away this winter you know, you, know you can when, get a csa i mean <laughs> when, when we built our house this is like 11 or 12 years ago we got a uh greenhouse kit that was guaranteed for you know like 100 mile an hour winds uh -huh. and of course the first winter several panels went flying <laughs> around the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> never to be replaced and now it's just uh i don't know what it is yeah ours blew away bye-bye we uh, we need to leave it where it is because it's part of the fence and the dog will get out if we have if we take the rest of the greenhouse down but yeah it's silly it's it's silly unless you're really serious and you're really going to grow a lot of your food. Yeah. Uh, or or it's an entertainment because it is a really <laughs> nice thing to do if you like it. And you're yeah. Oh, I thought you meant when the when the greenhouse was going to blow oh, away. Oh yeah, no, you that's... could have like one of those those like you know where people bet on it, and you're <laughs> yeah. not into sports, so you just bet on your greenhouse. I'm just uh, always hoping that it doesn't you know like... tempt fate and name it Dorothy. <laughs> <laughs> so I did make uh, some Japanese curry with a <gasps> curry block. And um, I was looking up recently the difference between Japanese curry and like Indian curry, yeah. which I think of Indian curry as sort of being the mothership of curry. Yeah. And then there's Thai curry and a lot of other styles of curry but japanese curry is very s different than all of those yeah. you know it's gravy instead of uh more of a sauce and okay. it's sweeter okay and i was very surprised to find out that japanese curry is a result of british influence oh that makes they sense. got it from uh, the the japanese folks got it from the british in like the i don't know 1800s or something uh and that britain was the inventor of curry powder really yes. i always assumed that they got it when they were in india they did but they made it they they're the ones that made curry powder people in india don't oh. necessarily use curry powder oh, they use they have a, that spice kit that's so beautiful yes okay and it is very very much more uh complex and also different from cook to cook okay. than uh the bottle of 
curry powder that we buy. Okay. Uh, but curry powder was a British thing. They took it home with them so that they could continue to have curry, and they shared it with Japan. <laughs> and Japan has made it a little sweeter and really thick and brown. Huh. And it, it, yeah. So uh, I was reminded. I, I found curry blocks. I know I have said mm -hmm. to you that I was going to make them. I actually found them in a local supermarket here. Oh, and wow. So I took them home and made um, that. But the directions on the box, this is how I knew it was authentic Japanese curry, is that really sketchy directions. <laughs> and they didn't actually tell you how much water to add. And um, I made it too thin. Okay. And I really didn't like it. Okay. Uh, but because it's supposed to be more like gravy. Okay. Uh, so I would try it again. Uh, but and and know now that, you know, I need to really like be very very uh, gingerly with okay. the adding of the water. But I like the flavor of Japanese curry every once in a while. But it is sweet. I saw an ad for Japanese barbecue sauce just in the last couple of days, and I never thought about that. You'd think of teriyaki. Yeah. But it was um, specifically Japanese barbecue sauce, so I might get some of that and see what it is. Yeah. I wonder if it is an American term for, you know, something that they would normally go by a Japanese name, and we would know it by that. You know how... Oh, I see what you're saying. You know I don't I mean? know. Yeah. I, I would love to try that. You know that thing you said about adding garlic later? I always do that because it just seems like it burns if it, you it add does. it when they say. And they will tell you not to let it burn, but then they tell you to mm -hmm. put it in first. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, it's a conspiracy. I I'd like to just stand here for 20 minutes <laughs> in front of the stove, making sure my garlic doesn't burn. Or I could add it after 20 minutes. Yeah, how about that? And if you grate the garlic on, a, instead of mincing it or dicing it, if you... Uh, grated on like a microplane, mm -hmm. you can stir it in and not have to cook it very long at all. Okay. I mean, it's just really, you're not waiting for it to get tender. Yeah. It's just diffusing right away. Well, and you know what I do. I just buy like a peeled three-pound bag of it, put it in the food processor, grind the bejesus out of it, and then put it in... That's three for three. <laughs> yeah, I know. Put it in quart bags real thin in the freezer, and then... Um, I just break off a piece that looks like it's about the amount that I need. Yeah. So it's pretty fine. Not grated, but still pretty fine. Yeah. And and so it doesn't take any time no, at all. Uh -uh, no. You know, it needs to go in last yeah, or, yeah. or you know, depending on what you're cooking. But certainly for a stir fry or anything done on high heat, there is no excuse for tossing <laughs> yeah. garlic in in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so mean to the garlic. <laughs> Well, and if you were, you know, perfectly attentive, attentive and you were only doing that, you could watch it and stir it, but then nothing gets brown at all or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Right. Yes, I do. Yeah. You know, we have a local farm uh, and everybody keep your eyes open uh, uh, on uh, northcoastfoodweb.org because as we get into more of the... Um, season when things are getting harvested, you will discover that there is a local farm that grows maybe like eight or nine different kinds of garlic. Oh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yes. When I first started dating Dale, I remember it was, um, what do you call that, French holiday in July. Uh, I can't think what it is. Bastille Day? Yeah, Bastille Day. And so um, I made French bread and then I made aioli, but I had been to the Beaverton Farmer's Market and they had somebody who had all these different kinds of garlic. And so I used one of those and I made the aioli and I nearly killed him. It was approximately <laughs> 235 times stronger than regular garlic. Oh. It was just the most distressing thing <laughs> 
Oh, my gosh. Oh. It was so funny. It was just like, oh, yeah. Oh. I mean, you couldn't even talk. Oh. Poor Dale. <laughs> well, it's kind of fun to have a bunch of different kinds yeah. of garlic to play with. And uh, I always start out by using them, you know, individually and then about halfway through the heads of garlic, I get bored and just mix them all. I peel them all and mix them all up. Yeah. Did you see that um, article in the Daily A? It was, you know, how David Campiche in The Weekender, yes. how he has all those different recipes. And he had that uh, tomato sauce, you know, uh, marinara he was making. Did yes. you read that? Uh, I didn't read the recipe. Okay. I read the, read the article. Well, so it has a 28-ounce can of, I think, um, whole tomatoes and a cup of garlic. And I'm like, oh, that is an unfortunate typo, you know. But then it says cup of garlic, comma, three um, heads. heads. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I was like, wow. And you make that 40 clove chicken, but wow, yeah. a whole cup of garlic. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, th <laughs> that's a lot. Well, and, and so th then I wonder how much sauce do you end up with? I know, I know. It didn't sound like a whole lot. No, not with just a quint. Because there were other can. things, but it was just like, yeah, wow. a can of tomatoes. It might just be fabulous. I mean, David's a Oh, really yeah, he's a good, really good cook. Yeah. 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 But I, wow. I but it was so funny. I'm like, oh, that's an unfortunate typo. And then I was wrong. Well, one time I uh, in my column, my typo, that there's no reason for an editor at a publication to correct a, a typo in a recipe submitted by the food columnist. <laughs> I put instead of... Uh, the, the juice of two lemons, I put the juice of 12 lemons. <laughs> and everybody was shiny white all through and through. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. It happens. But I doubt oh. that that happened with David. I imagine that there's a reason for that. No, he anticipated it because he put comma three bulbs. Yeah. So, so or okay. three heads, rather. There you go. I love Ina Garten's 40 cloves of garlic. Uh, or, or chicken. Ch chicken 40 yeah. cloves. I think she calls it chicken 40 cloves. Um, it is so, you know, yeah. it's it only takes about 40 minutes. It is not like a pot roast kind of thing. It, it's very quick, but um, they turn sweet yeah. and, and so delicious. Really good. Really good. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I wanted to, we just have a few minutes left, and I, I wanted to uh, remind everybody that next week, our second show in April is the uh, 40th birthday party, and it's part of Pledge Drive, and you and I have some special things in in uh you know in store in in celebration of that birthday so i want to make sure that everybody puts it on their calendar it's the 17th of april yeah. we'll come to you one more time before then and remind you again but the uh that week pledge drive is going to be so much fun and here at food talk we have some birthday things in mind I we're think. really excited just because our show is going to be on the actual birthday. So we're thinking of giving away a car, a boat, a house. <laughs> yes. Or whatever you'd like I mean, to donate about for it. us yeah. to give away. We will happily give away. <laughs> but for sure, a birthday cake. A birthday cake. <laughs> oh, boy. A couple of uh, brand new cookbooks. We'll have some goodies for you, some food talk related goodies. And uh, we hope that you'll tune in and let everybody you know know that it's a birthday. 
so exciting. We should have non-food talk things, like a chainsaw. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, let me think. I do have a friend in the biz. Maybe, maybe, that's, a, maybe that's a bad donated. idea. <laughs> we could cut the birthday cake. <laughs> I did have one major pan accident that was, I made a Mornay sauce, you know, a cheesy yes. bechamel. And um, I just burnt the bejesus out of it. <laughs> and um, normally, uh, I burn fry pans, you know, and then I put a little bit of dish soap in them, water, boil them for 10 minutes, and they're good to go. But I was worried about the the little volume of the pot that the bubbles would come up and out. And so oh. I just boiled water, and it didn't really work. But then, just out of frustration, I just let it sit on the stove for half an hour, and then it worked. So Really? I'm not cooking. I cooked it for, I boiled it for 10 minutes, and then I just let it sit off, on the, warm off the heat. Oh, off, off the, heat. the heat. Yeah, for, okay. for 10 minutes, or for 30 minutes, and it worked. Okay. So. That's a good tip. I use your tip about uh, um, soap and water in a crummy pan and it works really great yeah hey um we're running out of time oh it's so. no fair <laughs> <laughs> you know how life usually is <laughs> that's true thanks for tuning in to, to uh food talk linda perkins thank you so much so nice to see you marianne i wonder if you might sing us out i'm driving my vegetables i'm driving my green edibles i'm driving my vegetables around I am driving my broccoli. I'm driving my cauliflower. Got to remember to breathe. Driving <laughs> a bushel of corn home. Don't forget, it's a beautiful day. We were reminded musically at the beginning of the program, and uh, we'd like to keep that thought going. Have a great one. See you next time, Linda. Bye, everybody. Bye.